everyone welcome back to hope for today my name is lynn wilson and i'm glad you're joining me today we have got some things to talk about i think today you're going to need a notebook and a pen that's my thinking so why don't you stop the video pause it go get your notebook and a pen and while you're there get your cup of coffee we're going to have let me get my mug here my mug has my hope for today on it so grab your coffee we're going to get some we're going to get some business going here. So what is the month of January known for? Most people, I would say it's like the decluttering month. Somehow, you know, Christmas and the holidays are over. If you have kids, you know, oh, the toys are everywhere. You got to clean out the Legos. You want to move furniture. You want to rearrange the furniture. You want to deep clean. You know, even the stores are selling like uh, bins to organize and and you see a lot of YouTube, if you're on YouTube, everybody's doing the declutter. Everybody's got the declutter going. And it's a great time of the year. It's, you know, the beginning. We talked about this last week. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. It's a time to, to kind of reevaluate what you're doing and realizing that junk drawer in the kitchen is a little full. You can't get it shut. You're slamming it shut and it's too full. Do you have a junk drawer somewhere in your home like that? Is there a place where there's so much stuff you just... You can't, I, ooh, you know, you're pushing your hand in there trying to get the stuff in there to close it. Well, I want to talk today about spiritually decluttering our life. And since January is declutter month, why not talk about a spiritual declutter? How many of us, our life is so full, like that junk drawer, and you just can't get it shut? Or if you want to open it, it's like you're, you're trying to get your hand in there and then your hand gets caught and you, you can't find the thing that's sticking up like the pair of scissors or that cardboard and you're trying to get the drawer open. That's kind of a way that we can look at our life that it's so full you can't shut it and you can't, it's so full you can't open it. And I look at it this way. If the Lord wants to open your life and add something to your life, a ministry he wants you involved in or a task he has you to do, or maybe an area that he needs you to grow in, if your life is so full and you can't get the door open, how is the Lord going to put another thing in your life? And the same is if you're trying to shut the drawer and you can't because there's so much stuff in there, for me... I, I could say I could see my both my life on both sides. It's too full that I can't open it, and it's too full that I can't close it. But sometimes it's so full you can't close it, even your own life. So how about you? Um, it, are you having trouble sleeping? Because there's so much on your mind, you can't rest. Is your mind just on overload? How about, you know, you go to church. I've been there. I tell you, I like to be honest because... Somebody out there needs to hear somebody being honest about how things are in life. How many times have we been to church, we're not prepared mentally, emotionally, or spiritually to be in church. Now the praise and worship is playing, or maybe the announcements are happening, or maybe the pastor gets up. Your mind is in 20 directions, making your grocery list, what phone calls do you need to make, you making, you know, you just, you're writing notes and lists and, or you're just thinking, and I've been there, I've been there. And there are days that by the time church comes, it's the end of my week, it's not the beginning of my week, mentally. And I'm just so exhausted from the week, 
that by the time church comes, I can't even focus on what I need to focus on. And the Lord is saying, I'm trying to open that drawer and put something else in there, but you're so busy. It's so full of junk. I can't get it open. Can you relate to that? How many of us need to set boundaries? I have been reminded by a coworker over and over and over about setting boundaries and what that means. What does that mean? Um, boundaries, let's talk about some things. One of the things that I've learned is setting boundaries in terms of who I associate with, whether it's a close friend, a family member. We don't need anyone in our life that is going to poison us and bring us down and pull us away from the Lord or feed us with negativity. Now, with that being said, I understand, you know, if it's family, you're, you're, it's family, it's your, it's your relative, but maybe we can limit the time that we spend with them, the amount of time we spend with them, or maybe visit them in a large group setting so that it's not just you and them and then they're pulling you down. Maybe you need to set boundaries in terms of going up to them and saying, hey, every time we're together, you're very negative, you know, do it in love. I'm not, I'm being a little blunt now, just stating the facts, but of course you want to pray about this and you want to do this in love and you want to remember to talk to them the way you would want to be spoken to and not in a harsh way, but, um, you know, maybe just saying, hey, you know, I, I, I've been having a problem. You know, I like to blame it on myself. I've really been having a problem and I'm really having a hard time emotionally, mentally, and spiritually just staying focused on things. And I'm really trying to work hard on not surrounding myself with negativity and, um, you know, doing things in an uplifting way. Most times that person's reaction is, oh, I totally agree with you. And maybe then say to them, you know, as you're continuing this conversation that, um, I really have to, you know, I, I love you, my friend, and and uh, but I have to be honest with you, when we're together, you tend to look on the negative side of things, and sometimes you get yourself in a tizzy about it, and you pull me down, and I go home more discouraged than when I came. And I really need to figure out how to, without removing us from being friends, how, how can we work on this together? You know, maybe that person doesn't even realize how negative they are. Maybe they do. You know, there, we could go on and on and on with this conversation. There's so many layers to different things. Maybe you need to declutter your people and who you're hanging out with or how you're hanging out with them or where and when. Maybe you need to declutter your social media. Oh my goodness. There's people on my Facebook that I have had to remove as a friend or snooze them for 30 days because in one breath they're quoting Bible verses and scripture and then in the next breath they're posting pictures um, maybe that are derogatory toward our government and I am totally in disagreement with that. We did a whole thing on respecting those that are in authority. If you didn't catch that podcast, go back to that. Just saw the one this morning and as I opened my Facebook and I went, you know, and you can delete or hide certain Facebook messages from friends. But I have friends that, you know, or they'll have something maybe with a curse word in it. 
should I even say, you know, it might be a picture or a photo and, and they're, you know, a goofy picture and they're trying to make a point and they, they say something that's inappropriate. You know what I'm talking about. If you're on social media, you get it. And I don't necessarily want to unfriend them, but I might snooze them for 30 days or hide a certain thing or whatever. But these are the same people that'll say, oh, you know, God's not answering my prayers. I don't know what's going on. And I want to say, I can see it in your Facebook page that you're not even consistent in your walk with the Lord. I don't need that to bring me down. I actually sometimes will just won't go on Facebook. I might post an encouragement or a praise or a prayer or something along that line. But there are days I don't read it because I just don't need that. As my mother-in-law would say, that rubbish in my life. I don't need that rubbish. Maybe you need to declutter the busyness of life. Now, oh, I, that's probably my number one situation. Uh, when I was raising my kids and they were younger, you know, you're pulled in a thousand directions. You got youth group, you got soccer, you got this, you got that. Um, I have a husband that doesn't drive due to a disability. So now I have to drive him to his men's events and yada, yada, yada. I had parents who got older and then I had to help them with driving. So, you know, my life is busy regular um, because of family and situations. But then you add extras to that. Okay, what do I need to limit? How do I need to declutter busy out of my life? You know, the bottom line comes down to this. God cannot speak to a busy brain. That's the way I look at it. If my brain is so busy, have you ever held your head and went, I can't think. I just can't think. There's too much going on. There's too much noise. We have the radio going. We have CDs going. We have podcasts going. We have social media. We're reading. Maybe we're reading too many books. Yeah, we could be reading too many books. Uh, we've got the TV going. You know, someone's in the kitchen, the blender's going, and somebody's over here, and this is going. And, you know, it's, whoa, the noise level. Sometimes I wish I was Amish because they don't have electricity, and you can't have all these appliances going. And outside, the lawn, someone's mowing the lawn, and a big tractor trailer drives by, and there's noise, and it's cluttering. The ears are cluttered. The the mind is cluttered. My brain, I always say sometimes my brain hurts. There's so much clutter in life. God did not plan for us to have clutter. The Lord talks about doing things decently and in order. And that is my husband's verse for our family. And I tell you, we have the hardest time living up to that verse. My husband always said, when there's chaos, God's not in it. And he's right. I, I don't know that there's a time in my life where there's been chaos and I could say, well, the Lord was right in the middle of it. The Lord is not chaos. Chaos is when we either left him out or never invited him, didn't even think to include him. But it's usually the time when I have to say time out. I need to pray about this. I have 15 choices I have to make and I only have time for one. Lord, what do I need to do? I told you, oh, I don't know weeks ago about how the Lord told me I had three things I needed to do every day and to let him do the rest. And I'm still working off that premise. Lord, uh, I, I got I, uh Lynn, what did I tell you to do? You do those three things and I'll do the rest. So sometimes I need to take a moment and just completely declutter and say, okay, wait a minute. I don't need to be on social media. I can put that book down. I'm going to turn the TV off or the CD or the radio. 
I don't need to have any appliances going in the kitchen. I'm going to close all the doors and windows because I need quiet. I'm going to get the dog fed and put him in his little basket over there so he can sit quietly. Make sure the kids are taken care of. You know, you all need to go in the other room and for 20 minutes, no one's able to talk and you can read a book or you can play with your Legos, but we need it quiet in the house. I've done that. I have said I need a 30 minute quiet time and you're not to ask me questions. You're not to do anything. Now, if you're at work, you can't tell your boss, sorry, I'm taking a 30 minute quiet time. That's different. But where you can govern those things in your life, you need to do that. You need to be spiritually refreshed. What a great time. It's a brand new year in a brand new month. Everything's new. It's a new day. If nothing else, even if you started this on December 31st, it's still a brand new day. God's mercies are new every morning. And you know what? You get a night's sleep and, you know, even if you wake up and you got a headache and you're not feeling good today and you get through the day and you do the best you can, you can know that after a good night's sleep and you wake up, God's mercies are new. It's a fresh start the next day. So no matter when you listen to this podcast, what day of the year, what year, what month, it doesn't matter. Today is a day you can start fresh. We need to declutter. January, like I said, is known for decluttering. What do you need to declutter spiritually in your life? What are you emotionally attached to that is poisoning you? You know, a lot of times it's not people doing it to us, it's us doing it. I don't have to be with a certain friend and say, hey, let's get together. When you know that person does nothing but talk to you and about everyone else in a negative way, then don't schedule a coffee date with them. You know, you can send them a little note of encouragement or something like that. But there's times I've set myself up for my own falls. And think about that. How many things do we, like that junk drawer, why is it so full of junk? Because I've allowed it. Why is our mind so full of junk? Why is my heart so full of junk? The Bible tells us to think on these things. Am I thinking on truth or am I cluttering my mind with junk and lies that someone else is feeding me? I heard my, my son preach um, this and he used this topic and then I've seen it on, I guess, different advertisements that we as a people make about 35,000 decisions a day. I didn't know my brain could work that fast. And then I Googled it, and sure enough, we're making 35,000 decisions a day. Let's make good choices for our life. You know what we talk about, you know, oh, new year, I gotta get fit, I'm gonna start walking. Great, walking clears the mind, it rejuvenates the body, it gets the blood flowing. What else do we need to change? Well, I want to eat better. That's great. Eating healthy, you know, gets the cells going, the blood working right, helps you clear your mind. Eating healthy food does make you feel better, gives, it, gives you the energy to walk. That's all the physical part. What about the spiritual part? What are you feeding yourself? Have you been feeding yourself spiritual junk food? Things that come from a book instead of the Bible. People's opinions versus God's word. Who are you listening to preach? Well, the guy makes me feel really good. Is he preaching the word of God? 
Now, I'm not saying go listen to a preacher, as my, my father used to say, hellfire and brimstone and knock you over the head with the biggest black Bible they have, and you come out of there feeling like Swiss cheese because you've been so shot up. You have to find balance in that. But we need to declutter ourselves, our mind, our fingers, what we're turning, our feet, where we're walking, the things we're touching, the things we're absorbing. We need to declutter so God can put new things in our life. God can work on our life. And God can also get in there to, you know, see what's in there and say, Lynn, this area over here and that one there and, oh, this one, you need to get rid of this because this is really pulling you down. But I can only do that when my mind is decluttered. Now, I want to read some verses. I have our verses today. This, Carol Fabianovich, if you are watching, I think you watch my podcast. I want to thank you because this was on Facebook. And I actually borrowed this from her Facebook. But I loved it so much. And I printed this. And I'm actually going to print this right in my planner. I have a page now or section in my planner that I'm putting Bible verses in. So when I'm stuck and I need to remind myself, just like last week, I had the verses from Noah, how God's going to bring it to me. Well, God brought this to me because he knows I need to declutter. But when you sit still and you've decluttered and your mind is emptied, you can hear the still small voice of the Lord. So I'm going to close with this. And it says seven perfect reminders to be still. You can't be still if you've got so much going on and you're running around in chaos. So declutter. Work on that. I'm, you know what? You need to own it. You're your own person. Stop listening to everybody else. You're a big person now. You're a big boy. You're a big girl. You're all grown up. You can make your own choices and you can make wise choices because God also says, if you lacked wisdom, ask. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. So here we go. Be still and know that I am God in Psalm 4610. Be still. I want to add, if I could, be quiet. Shut your mouth. Stop talking. Listen to him. If you sit quietly for five minutes, you'd be shocked on what you can hear the Lord tell you. Oh, this is one of my favorite verses. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you while you keep still. Would you shut up? Lynn Wilson. Shut your mouth. Calm your mind. Be still and know the Lord is fighting for me. Then we're going to go to 1 Samuel 12, 16. Now then, stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. Oh, last week we talked about, I, I just got goosebumps. Think about this. God, God is at work this year. I know that I know that I know what God told me. I told you, he gave me a verse, he gave me a phrase, and he gave me a theme. I claimed it. I know it. I have no doubt. And this verse fits right in with what God has told me. Now then, stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do before your eyes. God is at work, people. God is at work. Then in Exodus 14, 13, um, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch. The Lord will rescue you today. How many of us feel threatened? We feel alone. We feel frightened. We Oh, I get it. I get it. But it says, don't be afraid. Just stand still. 
I don't maybe physically stand still, but like in your in your person, stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. If you're so cluttered with junk, you can't hear, you can't see, and you can't think. And if you just stood still and you got rid of that and you decluttered, you can watch and watch the Lord rescue you today. And it might go back to the other verse and see a great thing that God is about to do before your very eyes. It might be the most miraculous thing that you could ever imagine. Then we're going to be in Psalm 37, 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and patiently wait for him to act. You know, it doesn't always happen like an instant Pop-Tart. We talked about instant Pop-Tart prayers and slow cooker prayers. If you didn't catch that podcast, go back and listen to it. Because we need to be patient and be still in the presence of the Lord and wait for him to act. Then we're going to be in Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Are you weak? Are you weary? Are you tired? Are you just exhausted? All right, you know what? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Start decluttering whatever needs to be decluttered in your life. You've got to do that one bite at a time, little by little. Declutter your life. Then you can wait on the Lord and you can have your strength renewed. You can be rejuvenated for a new year. And then in Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep perfectly peaceful in the one who remains, whose mind remains focused on you. People, we gotta stay focused on the Lord. We need to declutter the junk in our life. We need to be still and know that he is God. He's still on the throne. The Lord is going to fight for you. He's gonna do something miraculous in front of your eyes. Still, Stand still so he can rescue you. Um, present in the Lord and to wait patiently for him. Those that wait upon him, he's gonna renew your strength. And those that remain focused on him, he can renew. He can give you that strength, everything that you need. Listen, it's between you and him. It's not you and 10,000 other people. I don't care whose family and whose friends in your life, who your pastor is, who your church family is, or who you have no one else in your life. Maybe you say, I have absolutely no one. You don't need anyone. You only need the Lord. Once you have the Lord in your life, you can then go to him with all your needs, all your desires, all your wants, all your fears, all your loneliness. Commit them to the Lord and he will fill those for you. I hope you take on this challenge. I am going to declutter in January 2023 and get all that junk out of my life, that junk drawer in my life that's too full to open and it's too full to close. It's getting done and I'm working on it this week. I hope you are too. Thanks so much for coming over. Check out those verses that we went over today. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place, for another chat on Hope for Today.